Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those of you who haven't decided yet, welcome to the Behind the Medal podcast with me, Dean Smith. And me, Gary Damer. Now, I know what you thought as you woke up this morning. There aren't enough podcasts in the world, so we thought we'd cure that. Welcome to this new one, Behind the Medal, where we are going to discuss marathons, triathlons, and all the things that go into achieving these these things. It's, it's going to be a little bit of discussion about it, but it's mainly going to be stories of Gary soiling himself. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of them. There is quite a few <laughs> of them. Uh, we, this thing will run for nearly a millennium <laughs> on just that. Um, but hope you enjoy. Strap in. And? Uh, yeah, we've got to do a bit of begging. If you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, there's at DeanSmith7. Or at TV's Gary Damer, or the uh, podcast Twitter handle is at Behind the Medal. And also on your podcast platform, if you could give us a like and a subscribe, that would help us out immensely. Um, so, yeah, get clicking those buttons. Absolutely do. Now, before we start, we just have this very short message Warning! Warning! This episode contains swearing. So. If you don't like words any stronger than Spanner or Ragamuffin, then maybe this podcast isn't for you. Right, we're all ready to go. So, without further ado. Dean Gary. <laughs> Gary and Dean, Gary and Dean, chatting along in a new podcast. Gary and Dean. Gary and Dean, and Gary's got hairy hands. We run around and see the world, triathlon tales, Dean's hair is curled. We talk some shit and play some games, for legal reasons some names are changed. Oh, sorry. Gary and Dean, Gary and Dean, chatting along on a new podcast. Gary and Dean, Gary and Dean, you um, first of all, are we going to talk about how weird that theme tune is? Or are we just going to skip past I it? Don't, I don't think we should. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. Just uh, just wanted to check that up. How a 29-year-old man and a 31-year-old man spent their Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in. I was at home when you sent me that f- original voice clip, oh, and God. straight away I knew it was perfect. <laughs> but I just had the image of you. I don't know why you were wearing laid hose, and I don't know why you went full. Character acting and dressed up as Jim. Would well, you know where I was? I was in my wardrobe <laughs> to try and cut out as much of the external noise as possible. So I set my microphone up in the wardrobe, covered myself in clothes. I was like, you know, the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2, lost in New <laughs> yeah. York, just shouting into a microphone. So no, we won't talk about that um, right, any yeah. more than we have to. Um, the, the, the vague theme of this thing is going to be uh, running and uh, stamina sport. Um, so I guess the first question is to you, uh, TV's Gary Damer. Okay. Why did you start? Uh, I started running. I, basically, I was um, I was unemployed at the time, and I was in a bit of a. It's quite dark. Can we go into darkness? Of course we can. All right. Okay. So I was in like a bit of a bad cycle of drinking a lot. I'd go to the pub every day, every day for my dinner and end up having a few beers, um, and I just needed to get out of that cycle. Um, so I started going to like a park run on a Saturday morning. Um, it's only a 5k in my local park, Heaton Park. Um, and I 
to, I'd never run before in my life. I'd never done any PE. Yeah. I, I used to skip PE in school. I used to wag it and say I'd forgot my kid. Right, so you're on your period. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on my period. Um, all kind, every excuse under the sun. Um, and then it turned out I was actually quite good at running. So I was doing the 5Ks. I was getting quite good times eventually. And I liked how it made me feel. Yeah. So I got gradually longer distances. And yeah, that was it. And I just liked how it made me feel and got me out of that cycle of just going to the pub every day and just made me feel a bit of a... So let's give some context. What year was this? Ooh, five or six years ago. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was, yeah. it, wasn't it five years ago? Five years ago. Years are not my... Like I said, I was in a bad place. <laughs> uh, how much was a pint at this time? We go on that. No, I think it was five years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was... We, we it, were folded into a uh, WhatsApp group yeah. five years ago in January, just gone. Yeah. We're in 2019 now. So 2014 was when you started in earnest properly, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how far you've come, boy. Yeah, I've ticked off quite a lot. You have, yeah. Which we'll get into across uh, across the next one. Yeah, we don't want to spunk our load. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got a few stories on that, I'm sure, as well. <laughs> um, uh, well, no, I think I think running should be on the NHS. I, I agree. People should be prescribed go out and have a jog. Not necessarily marathons, not necessarily long distance like we do, but go and get yourself some endorphins. Go yeah. and put a challenge in your way and, and, and all that. It's with the same reason, pretty much exactly the same reason why I started. I was doing a TV gig when I was a kid um, and I put on loads of weight just because they feed you really. You get to set and there's a full English. Yeah. And I thought, like, all my Christmases are cool. Once yeah, like, yeah. fucking get in And there. then after your breakfast, about an hour later, they bring around sandwiches, sandwiches yeah. and croissants and shit. And then three-course meal for, um, <laughs> for, for for lunch. And then you get home at, you know, eight o'clock at night and you think, oh, I'll have another meal as well. Yeah. I mean, I ballooned to 14 stone from, from where I was. I think I started that job about... Ten and a half, so I put a stack on. Big yeah, time, big time. And I did, because it well, was it's so good to see you've lost a stone since then. Anyway, right. nice one. <laughs> it's probably not far <laughs> off to be fair. Uh, but no, and, and I literally was like, it, one day I was stood looking in the mirror and I was like, who is this little chubby guy? Mm. Nothing wrong with being the shape you are, but I didn't recognise what I looked like from before. Yeah. So I thought, what's the best way? And I literally asked around <laughs> a couple of people. Yeah, what's the best way to lose weight? And um. They said running, um, and so I started running, and just carried on and carried on, carried on, carried on. Lost loads of weight, but in the process of it, it became a big part of my life. Yeah, it does. It does. It takes over. There was a program on ages ago which I did. What I mentioned, it was on BBC. It was called Mind Over Marathon, um, and basically it was people who are suffering with like some had depression. Yeah, I think there was one guy had agoraphobia or claustrophobia. He didn't like being in in like crowds and <laughs> yeah, it's what one of them. That? crowdophobia. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, there was a, a rake of different people anyway and instead of them taking all kinds of medication which obviously some people it works for yeah. but they just wanted to see if training for a marathon or just running can sort of help their their illness and like I think a few of them dropped out didn't it? a few of them they just yeah. it got a bit much but the majority of them they trained for this marathon and the, the end goal was running the London Marathon and they'd all stopped taking their antidepressants yeah. and, uh, and just the change that I had on their mental state and, as you say, the physical state, for me, that was like, I watched that and going, well, it definitely should be... Prescribed, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it changes your life, man. And 
it doesn't have to be a marathon, like you say. It doesn't have to be a 5K. Mm. If you go out and run for five minutes to the end of your road and yeah. back again, I think just that little boost and just getting out and doing something is the best yeah. thing in the world. Completely. I think going back to what you said right at the start about how you weren't treating yourself particularly while you were going out on the, the beers and you, you were you know eating out and then that would lead to three or four nights that week. By running, you're looking after yourself and a bit of self-care. Yeah. You, people forget to look after themselves in that way sometimes. Yeah. I, think. Um, I don't want this to sound too preachy. So uh, have you got any dick jokes or anything? At this point? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's those, those are good reasons why we, we both started running. I started a little bit before you, um, but then a friend of ours, uh, uh, Nathaniel Father, Dan Dad Walker, um, literally texted me one day and said, oh, Dean, you owe me 70 quid because I booked us a place on the Tromso Marathon. Yeah. Is that how it went with you? Well? Yeah, exactly the same. Because we were in this chat group, this WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, he'd signed us up for, as I say, I'd been doing the part runs and I know you'd been getting out and doing a bit. Yeah. And he just sort of fired us up for a marathon, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was it. We were signed up and ready to go. And we had the end date for when the marathon was. And that was it. That was it. <laughs> and I, that's, I think that's as um, as baptism was by fire as, as you can get, really. Yeah. Especially and for yourself. Oh, I'm going to start doing 5Ks, right? You owe me 70 sheets because we're going to the Arctic Circle. Well, that's what I was going to say. Tromso is in Norway, which is in the Arctic Circle. It's like right at the top of the fucking planet, basically. Oh, man. So it's a bit further away from Heaton Park, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The year is 2014, um, the June of, uh, and we are getting ready to go to Tromso. What can you remember about that? Like, how was how was training for the first one, first and foremost? Training was all right. I mean, it was it was the first time I'd ever done anything like that, so it was a completely new um, new thing for me. I, I think I downloaded an app, and you type in the date of the marathon, and it just basically tells you how far to run. Was that the day. Nike one? Yeah, I, I think it was. Nike Running Plus or something. That yeah, was good, that. It, was, it was so easy and just sort of basically did a lot of work for me. Because you used to get like Matthew Pinson and Tanya Richards-Ross telling you you'd <laughs> run. <laughs> did you ever get that? No. You'd run like three days in a row and be like, Hi, I'm Matthew Pinson. <laughs> just thought I'd tell you you're doing a great race. Oh, I wish I knew that because I maybe would have kept going with it. <laughs> yeah. But it was good because it made you feel guilty. I used to get a notification going, you've got a three-mile run today. And sometimes I'd wake up and be like, you know what, I'm going to have a lazy day. And it'd get to about five o'clock in the evening. And, and you get a notification saying, get up, you Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I wish Matthew Pinson had come in and said, Gary, you get up and go for it. The training for that first one, every single time I did a longer run. So I got to, I'd never done more than six miles, I think. I'd done, I'd done lots of 10Ks. Go to eight miles. I would finish an eight mile run and I'd go, no one has ever run that far before. Yeah, it felt I, like that. Yeah. Um, and then we did a half marathon in Preston, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> With the smallest field in the world. It was the tiniest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to pay 50p to that troll to get over the bridge. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> we were driving. We were driving up the road and we were all in the same car. And you crossed the bridge. And when I say a bridge, it was like one of those cattle grids. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a bloke stood there. And I still to this day reckon it was just a guy who lived in the house. Yeah. He was going, 50p? Uh, we're like, what for? And he's like, to cross the bridge. Because <laughs> he, I mean, fair play to him. He's like Duncan Ballantyne of the <laughs> countryside. He knew there was going to be a few cars bowling in, so he thought he could make a few shekels. And he we should have given us another option, though, like solve the riddle. Or, yeah. You know, instead of just the 50p. Yeah. But we paid the 50p. So, yeah. I mean, he probably made a 
couple of quid that day. Nah, mate, there was no one there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I was getting ahead of you for a gag. <laughs> Idiot. Um, but no, and then and then all of a sudden, yeah, flights are booked. Uh, we were staying in a cabin, weren't we, in Tromso? Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd say we, myself, Gary, um, uh, Dan, who booked the um, the first uh, the first round of um, of marathons for us and just sent us these things. And Caroline, uh, another f- friend of ours, the four of us going traipsing around the world, uh, running and such. Um, and uh, it was going quite swimmingly. Um, and then I got a job in um i was i was filming in the lake district i think and i couldn't make it so you guys had all headed out there hadn't yeah you? we flew on our own um and then i was at heathrow airport um the night before um i'm just a yorkshireman so i was too stingy lead to scum lead scum to book a uh, hotel room for the night so i just got my head down behind a vending machine for 20 <laughs> minutes <laughs> i thought the best prep for uh, my first ever marathon is just sleep at heathrow terminal 2 behind the vending machine um, I, I didn't get any sleep at all. I was awake for 48 hours. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I think because you, you, you're so anxious and excited. I should have got a hotel, man. I think even then, though, you probably wouldn't have got... I mean, you'd have got a bit more sleep. You'd have been a bit comfier. But yeah. flying, I don't know, man. It's just exciting, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think the night before a, a race or any event you get much kip anyway i don't because i get too giddy i get too excited yeah. and then i should st- clarify like the the flight was at like 4 a.m yeah it's, so i wasn't like <laughs> i wasn't sleeping rough for a couple of nights just yeah. to save myself 60 quid although you would do that i would do that yeah i've done it before and i'll do it again yeah but no tromso tromso is a beautiful part of the world yeah well it was in the summertime yeah so it's 24 hour daylight because that's the place where you go to see the northern lights yeah. and all that gear but as i said because it was uh the summertime there was no um it wasn't dark enough to see the lights but it is a beautiful place and it was it was cold it, there was snow all over the how gaff. cold did it get i can't remember no idea i can't I it wasn't can't freezing though was it because there was no ice about when we were running no not on the roads yeah not on the roads it, it wasn't freezing but it was cold enough like up in the fjords yeah Beautiful place. I'd go. Yeah. I'd go as a holiday. The, how was the race though? I, it, it kind of flew by a little bit. I hadn't slept for two days, um, and it, it, I remember lots of roads, lots of very similar roads. There was hardly any crowd because it was midnight. And yeah, it was because um, it's called the midnight mar- midnight marathon. Yeah, it starts at eight o'clock in the evening. Yeah. So you're finishing at like one, two in the morning. Because I remember as we were coming down Ross, the home you straight, might be. I finished. Maths. <laughs> 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 Uh, what was your other leg doing? <laughs> we were coming down the home straight and I remember people queuing up to get into the nightclubs. Yeah. They were all pissed out their heads offering us a beer. Yeah. And um, oh, I've no idea how tempted I was to, to just... Not at them prices. Do you remember that round <laughs> I bought? Yeah, it was dear, wasn't it? We got, what did I get? A beer for me, beer for Dan, vodka sin hielo for me, mate, yeah. and a glass of wine for Caroline. And it was about 36 quid. Yeah. I should have got that hotel. <laughs> 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 but it was good fun, you know. And I... I'm, I I remember crying my little eyes out crossing the um, the finish line because it, it, until you've done one, you're not entirely sure what 26.2 miles is. Mm. You're not entirely sure how it feels, where you're going to lose your head. I don't remember losing my head on that one, you know. I don't think I did. But again, because it was the first one, we didn't know what was coming and what, how we were going to feel and what it was going to yeah. do to our bodies. Um, it is just a mad thing, isn't it? But I they were given out. I think it was like every five miles they mm. had like a, a water station and they were handing out like energy gels and things like that. And they were giving out maybe like a, a quarter of a banana, I think. Right. <laughs> right. So I, 
in my head. It got to about, I got to about maybe 16 miles, 17 miles, and I was hungry, and I'm thinking, I reckon a banana's going to do me good here. So I ended up having a banana at every station. No. Honestly, yeah, I had a banana at every station. So by the end of it, I reckon I'd eat about fucking seven or eight <laughs> Seven or eight bananas. Oh my god! Because no, shit yourself. Well, like, when you said you crossed the finish line crying, yeah, I crossed the finish line. I ran a marathon and then an extra hundred yards because I had to go straight <laughs> to the bog. Honestly, oh, it, was, it was like I can't remember that. It was bad. Yeah, and then I was, I was <laughs> shit myself, and then I was being sick, and it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a happy, it wasn't a happy ending. Yeah. Well, behind the medal, this is why we wanted to talk about this. You see so much on Instagram where it's just people looking fresh-faced yeah. with medals and beers and, you know, in sunshine. That's not what it looks like. No. Especially for me, mate. Even that, when I finished that marathon, I did the finished photo looking dead happy with my medal. Yeah. 30 seconds after that. And then you ate half a hot dog and threw it up on the street. Yeah. Yeah. I'm shitting myself <laughs> and being sick. And <laughs> because I, I, I heard... Too many bananas can kill you. I, is this true? Because bananas have potassium in. Yep. So if you eat too many, the human body like just blows up. Right. <laughs> That's the science. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, too much potassium can kill you. Right. So I could have died. <laughs> well, you nearly did. That's probably what did it. <laughs> Isn't it like it, it's got to be a lot of bananas though? Yeah, but I ate a lot of bananas. Right, fair enough. Yeah, no, you've convinced me now, yeah. <laughs> no, I, th I think... Uh, can I Google it? I'm going to Google it. Right, Google it. Uh, let's see if you can guess how many bananas can kill you. In one sitting... Are you eating them or just like inserting them into <laughs> orifice? I think the amount it is, if you inserted that many, it would kill you either way. So... Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, it's got to be more than 10. I'm going in one sitting, 49. 49, yeah. you're way off, mate. Uh, 195 bananas oh, God. in one sitting could kill you. And then there's like a little note at the end. Also, this is not a good way to die. <laughs> because <laughs> I want to query that. What is a good way to die? Yeah, that's true. I couldn't name one good way to die. Um, yeah, yeah. Either way, the end result is the same thing. I definitely did have 195 bananas. <laughs> And yeah, that was Tromso. Um, and then the next day we... No, we spent the night drinking tequila. Yeah. And then we got up and went up into the fjords and um, had a nice time. But I was we just said um, off microphone that when people finish their first marathon, I have to say that it wasn't Dan's first marathon, but it was mine, Gary's and Caroline's first marathon. There are two types of people. You finish it and you go, I'm never doing that again. Or there's the second type of person who finishes it, says, I'm never doing that again. And then a week later, they book another marathon. Yeah, 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 100%. Um, because the pain in your legs and the the thought of going through, it's mainly the training, I think, that people, it turns I find off. that hard. Yeah. Because it's long, a lot of training. You've got to put a lot of hours aside. Yeah. A lot of hours aside. Um, but we said, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm not sure if we actually got to never again. No, we definitely did. We were like, never again. We've done I'd one I'd say after everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never again. Glutton for punishment. Yeah. Um, and then a few weeks later, we'd booked Amsterdam. Amsterdam Marathon. <laughs> Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> um, which um, uh, I will talk about uh, at a later date. But yeah, uh, if anyone is out there thinking, oh, I can't do a marathon. Nobody can do a marathon. No. Nobody's born and can just fucking do one. Anyone on the planet can train up to one. Yeah. Agreed? Agreed, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sat in front of someone who is living proof of that. Yeah. 
in, like I say, in PE, I used to, <laughs> no, I never did it. I thought, I'm not fucking doing this running shit. There did you a, ever piss yourself on purpose so that you could be sent away? I never went that far. Did, right. We did a two laps. It was called two laps <clears throat> in PE. Oh yeah, what was all that? <laughs> so you, what, what I would do is I'd run for a bit and then I'd just stand on this corner and wait for the second lap to come back around yeah. and just finish. So I just didn't, it just didn't do anything for me as a kid and growing up and everyone, I didn't play football, I didn't do anything. I was just lazy, bone-eyed, a little fat. But he's he's not anymore. I'm a changed man. You're a changed man. Yeah, never look back. Other than when I shit myself, I'm thinking, oh, why did I do this? (laughs) Why didn't I be the kid on the corner? But I think one thing thing to say straight away, um, first podcasting is that, me and Gary and Dan and, and Caroline, all of us, we don't take it mega, mega seriously. No. We absolutely still drink and eat pizzas and, and do all the things alongside running. It, you don't, it doesn't have to take over your life. Right? No, no, no. No, you can be an amateur and just do it for the enjoyment and yeah. the social side of it. And Yeah, you, we're not breaking records. We're no. not, not going to beat Mo Farah. We're just doing it for the crack. Although, didn't you try once? Yeah, I tried in the Great North Run. I d- I <laughs> <laughs> Tell this story. Tell this. This is this is like fucking perfect. Go, go on. We were the Great North Run. I managed to blag uh, like a VIP place. So, like the celebrity runners were on the left hand side of the road, and then like the elite athletes were on the right hand side of the road. And where I was stood, Mo Farah was like two people away. <laughs> So <laughs> I thought when they banged the gun, it was your man from Kaiser Chiefs who was banging the gun. All right, yeah. um, Ricky Wilson. Is that what he's called? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he was banging the gun. I thought, what I'm going to do is just try and dust him. Just try and <laughs> dust him for the even for three seconds. And then I swear to God, I, he banged the gun and I ran as hard as I could. Yeah. Couldn't even touch him. Like he just fucking, it's like, I don't, it's just mad. I can't, I, imagine, goes. I can't imagine that because I... I I always start a marathon too quick. I always get excited and start yeah. too quick. But the, the quickest I could ever run is not quick enough to catch up with the elite athletes that they keep that pace for the entire marathon. Exactly. I can't put that together. I Like I said, I did like three second bursts and I was blowing for about an hour. You're just staring at his it. ass. Yeah, my head <laughs> fell off. That was a tough day. <laughs> it was worth it though, just, just, just to say I went toe to toe. Well, I didn't even go toe-to-toe with him. Yeah. He fucking dusted me. He was a <laughs> uh, good tale, though. Yeah, really good. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, 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 I wish when you started running, like, I'm, I'm talking, like, the day that you bought your running shoes, mm. your cleats and all your, all the gear, no idea, yeah. that someone would have predicted, in a few years, you, Gary Damer from East is East, is going to be stood on a start line of one of the biggest half marathons in the world, with Samo Farah, yeah. and you're going to try and beat him for pace over the first 50 yards. Okay, now it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. Have you ever wanted to visit paradise on the weekend? A holiday destination right on your doorstep? Then why not visit Leeds? A place full of pigeons and old people struggling to eat ice creams. For nearly nine pounds, why not hop aboard the Mega Mega Bus? And this week only, for an extra two pound, your tetanus jab is included. 
click on www.leeds.co.eu forward slash scum for more details. <laughs> You're out of order, you. you got too much time in your hands. <laughs> So as well as this being a whole load of chat, running chat and our stories and about me following through, we didn't <laughs> want to make it, we want to make it a bit broader and just a bit more hopefully entertaining. So I'm going to, every week I'm going to give Dean a little quiz Wee. of three of the weirdest questions that I could find <laughs> online, basically. That's Is it like, what's your cousin's second name? No. Stuff like, no. Is it stuff that I could feasibly guess? I mean, they're all, they've all got answers. Fair enough. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just depends how good you are at guessing. All right, fair, fair dues. So, the three questions, mm -hmm. uh, there are bonus points available. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I've took it very seriously. All right. Okay. I'm not whacking you off. What's oh, well, we might as well let this. <laughs> <laughs> For ten bonus points, <laughs> whack us off with your mouth. <laughs> uh, All right, okay. Question, Dino. Question number one. Mm -hmm. Can you name the number one topping... For a pizza in Australia. Australia? Yeah. Um, I feel like this is going to be a weird one. Maybe like a fruit. I'm trying to judge from his eyes if I'm how close I am to this. Uh, kangaroo bollocks. No. Close. Was it? Yeah. Go on. Eggs. Eggs? <laughs> yeah. Kangaroo Egg. eggs? No, just eggs. All right. I mean, they could be kang Do kangaroos lay eggs? <laughs> No, no, I don't think so. Well, no, eggs is the answer to that one. Right, question number two. Which mammal holds the record of having the quickest sexual intercourse? Oh, God. Apart from you. Apart from me. <laughs> Isn't it pigs that have 30-minute orgasms? So it's not that one. How is your mum? <laughs> You're out of order, yeah. I'll knock you out in a minute. Uh, right, so... The mammal is a giraffe, and the time is um, five seconds. No, incorrect. The quickest mammal is the chimpanzee. Is it? Yeah. Giraffe was the worst an answer you could have said. Why? Because I feel like it'd take it five seconds to get up. Well, it depends what you're classing as a sexual experience, man. Foreplay and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what would you mean? Why, why are you counting the giraffe climbing onto his or her mate? Again, I'm pushing back on this question. So this is from when they clock eyes. Is this the first date? No, just the actual sex Tinder, bit. Right. So, all right. What, so you mean the, the clock starts as soon as his dick goes in? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you're wrong anyway. It was a chimpanzee. Okay. Three seconds. Three seconds? Yeah. What were you Googling to come up with that? <laughs> I was Googling, is it normal for a human <laughs> to have sex in five seconds? You deviant. But that's a whole other story. Right. Uh, question number three. Okay, I'm not doing so well there. Go on. No, you've not got any points. Number three, mm -hmm. most baked beans eaten in one minute. Oh, this is a world record, by the way. Okay. Most baked beans eaten in one minute with a cocktail stick. With a cocktail stick? Yeah. Shit. Uh, one minute. It's just one cocktail stick. One cocktail stick. One cocktail You've got to go one at a time. Yeah. Bop, bop, bop. In one minute. 100. No. Mate, you're sure this. Why? Why? What, what is it? 54. Oh, fuck. 
I feel like I could be that. Well, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> oh, shit. I've got a tin of beans, right. Dino, uh, and I've got a cocktail stick as well. Right. So I've, <laughs> I was going to do a big reveal of pulling out the beans, but you immediately said, you think you can do better? Oh, shit. Originally, the question, there's another question is, of what is the record for eating baked beans with chopsticks mm. in a minute? Mate, That's got to be higher. That's got to be higher than him. Yeah, it's slightly higher. I can't remember the answer now because I couldn't find chopsticks anywhere. Right. But I went to about a million different shops yesterday <laughs> looking for fucking chopsticks, making a dick of myself in B&M, <laughs> going, excuse me, love, do you sell chopsticks? She's like, no, <laughs> we all sell lime in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, do you fancy that? Yeah, Seen why it? not? I mean, it's not going to be a world record. Question. Go on. Do you want them hot or do you want them cold? Cold, I think. Oh. Get a bowl. Yeah, I'm gonna get like a flat, long bowl so I can a, see. What, my a plate? Hand. That's called a plate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. You should have shook them up. You're gonna get loads of a rake of sauce. Tell me what to do, man. God. What are you having for your tea tonight? Beans. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh, fuck. Why are you having them cold? What? <laughs> well, because I, I, I don't want to soften them. I want to be able to stab them better. Ah. Only a psychopath would think like that. <laughs> Honestly. Right, you ready? Yeah, go on then. Wait. Can I prepare one? No, no, no. You've got to stab it. Go. Oh, slippery. Yeah, see, it's not as easy as you think, is it? One, two. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're gonna have to keep count. Ten seconds gone. Oh, what? No, oh, come on. Oh, he's going away from me. 54 is the is the world record. Oh, man, I was upset with that as well. Here we go. Four, five. Number 51 to go. <laughs> Maths. Six. <laughs> Should have fucking eaten them up. <laughs> you didn't even have one on that. I know, yeah. Seven. 20 seconds left. Eight. Nine. Ten. You've got good skill from bowl to mouth, but it's Seven. just getting them on the stick. Well, thirteen. No. That's it. Time's up. Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, fuck. That was a shit effort. I've got, I've got the greatest respect now for 54. I should have Googled his name. We <laughs> shout him out. <laughs> Beanman. Barry Beanman. Thirteen. Thirteen. Harder than it looks, no? Yeah, do you know what it was? It's not... It, it, some of them, you can stab really quick. Some of them just slip around. And you waste your time chasing them. Yeah, you've got to give up and move on to the next bean. Yeah. That should be the metaphor. That is a me <laughs> metaphor for life. <laughs> don't waste time on beans that don't want you to... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um... One of the reasons why we started doing this as well is because we're actually training, both of us, uh, for the Madrid Marathon. We're here in uh, early February uh, 2019. Madrid Marathon is 28th of April. Is it 28th? Yeah. It's 28th of April. Uh, it's the Rock and Roll Marathon. We've never done one of those branded ones before. Uh, so we'll see what that's all about. Uh, and so each week, we'll, uh, or every time we speak, we're going to try and catch up on training. But just as an intro, how's your training going, Gary? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really indulgent Christmas in yeah, January. Sorry, Dry January, I don't buy into it at all. I, I think January is the toughest month of the year. It's so long, yeah. so cold. Everybody's poor. Everybody's going to come down from Christmas. It's my birthday in January, my mum's birthday in January, and my sister's birthday in January. Yeah. So 
just doesn't. Ma- I agree. It's my birthday in January as well, so I, you, I've never really done it. No, I've never really done it. I say it's like it's tough enough January. So I, I've had a really indulgent Christmas and an indulgent January. So I've not done any running at all, really. Just a little couple of five k's here. We did a four four miler just before we started this today. Yep, we're gonna try and run. We're gonna try and do a training run um, before we record, so we can report back on it. Went well today, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, only like only four miles, but we did some quick miles, uh, especially the last couple. We we got into the zone a bit. See, I think when phrasing as well, because only four miles. Four miles is a long way. Yeah. I forget how far four miles is. Yeah, yeah. When you say, when you in the grand scheme of training for a marathon, you go, oh, it's only four miles. Mm. That was fucking far today. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was. gets about two and a half, and I'm thinking, oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> four miles is a long way, man. It is, but then when you know that you got to put twenty two point two on it. Yeah, but that's perspective. It is. That's very true. Don't waste your time on one bean. Stab the other bean. <laughs> this is what we're, this is what we're taking away from the day. Oh, uh, stab a different bean. <laughs> um, but that uh, is all done by the shouting for the inaugural um, behind the medal with Gary and Dean podcast. I just have a couple of uh, different uh, motivational quotes to give you. I want I want your thoughts on these. Okay. I literally just googled. Uh, motivational running quotes. Right. You see a lot of these on like Instagram, Twitter, these accounts that are just set up just to... Yeah. I, I think inspire. 90% of them don't make sense though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, but these these Instagram or these Twitter accounts, I think they're there to inspire, but I remember following them a few times and it just made me feel a bit shit when I wasn't running. Right, okay. So do you think they work? Do they fuck? Not for me, anyway. I'm too headstrong. I was like, don't preach at me. Right, I see, I see. I go running when I want. I go run where you want to run. Um, so, here we go. Listen to this. Listen yeah, to this. I'm on it. The road to success and the road to failure are almost exactly the same. What do you think of that? The road to success and the road to failure are almost exactly the same. Almost exactly the same. See, to me, that doesn't make, that doesn't make sense because it's the, the same road. I just can't get my head around it. It doesn't make any sense. That could just be words. I know we keep throwing back to it, but that could just be, don't waste time stabbing one bean, <laughs> move on. To me, that makes as much sense. Yeah. Is it not more about like, if you're moving forward, if you have momentum, sure, you might fail, but at least you're progressing, something like that? Well, in that case, then it should be the road to success has some dead end turns on it, However, if you follow the right signs, you will get to your destination. You heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. Ginger wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this segment's called now. Ginger wisdom. Let me hear it again. Oh, shit. I can't remember what it was. The road to success may have some dead-end turns. Yeah, whatever those are. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) But if you follow the signs... Mm -hmm. You will reach, if you follow the right signs, mm-hmm. you will reach your destination. It's poetry. It's better than Shakespeare. It's better than that shit you just read out. <laughs> I've got one more. All right. I've got one more. The will to win means nothing without the will to prepare. But that's just like, prepare to, f- what, no, wait. Fail to prepare. No. Yeah. Yeah. Fail, fail to, prepare, to prepare, prepare. Prepare to, to fail. fail. Yeah. That's so much better. So it makes what th- that the second one prepared second for than than this one. Yeah, yeah. To me, when I, when I read that, it's it, it's kind of again it goes to this whole sort of uh, behind the medal thing. It's this 
I hate to shell Instagram, but it's just a soundbite for what I'm trying to say. Instagram culture, where people literally don't see the journey. They see the top of the mountain. Yeah, they the don't see result. how you get there. Yeah. yeah. And so the will to win, if you want that selfie on top of Everest, mm. you've got to climb the fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to walk around like a boss in a city across the world with a medal around your neck, you've got to put the time in yeah. to make sure that you can achieve that without your heart exploding. Yeah. So I like, I, I'm going to try and pick one that's a load of shit. Okay, I like this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each week and we'll, dis- and we'll see which one you like. Definitely the second one then. The second one's a good one. But I still prefer prepare to fail. Fail to prepare. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> Ginger wisdom. <laughs> right, so uh, that was it. Um, it's, uh, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Um, we'll catch up with you next time on the next Behind the Medal with Gary and Dean podcast. Goodbye. Bye-bye.